You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and bring it all together by implementing some practical business strategies. In this episode number 49, we're answering a question, um, a question from Reddit, and that question is, what do I do with my hands? Um, I'm going to link to the original question um, so you can see it, and you'll also see if you visit the question, my answer. I'll have an answer in there. Um, It's a little bit older, um, but still, I felt that this is something that I want to talk about anyway, and I'm so happy I saw this question because I could help someone directly, and I could help all of you who are listening. So basically, this person is like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Do I have a strong tendency to talk with my hands a lot? And and even right now, when I said that, I was accentuating that with my hands, <laughs> showing an example of what it would look like. And it's something that after speaking for four years, um, it's, it's just something that has become a little bit more natural that's hard for me to actually look at. So I actually... Um, thought about this a lot, and I have three rules that I follow when it comes to public speaking and body language, especially when it comes to hand movement. And you might, and and this might come as a surprise to you, because I I can't remember ever recording a podcast where I talked about rules of public speaking. Usually it's like, okay, you probably want to do this, like here's some tips, here's something you want to go for, but mostly it's, you know, your thing. But when it comes to this, I actually have rules. I have three rules for you. The third one can be broken, but the first two should not. Um, except in, I mean, I can't think of any cases. Maybe you can. Um, if you can, you can contact me through a variety of every means. Email. You can tweet out at me at Luke the Maxwell. Tell me what you think. Um, but so the first rule is that body language accentuates what you're saying, it adds to what you're saying, it does not speak. So it's the same thing if you listen to my podcast about PowerPoints, I believe that was podcast number 40, I want to say, um, maybe it was, I don't know, I'm trying to look through and find, it was, it was somewhere, it was somewhere in the, in the, in the late 30s, um, can't find it right now. But that was, I did a podcast episode on PowerPoint and how to use it effectively or not to use it at all. Reasons why not to use it at all. Um, so it's the same thing along those lines as that, like with PowerPoint, I was talking about how it does not speak for you. It accentuates what you're saying and the body language is the same thing. So um, for example, I'm going to give you a very concrete example that I use that I actually practice that I plan beforehand in my talk. Because usually my, I usually just let my hands do what they want to do um, because it, I've learned how to control them. Um, but when it comes to especially this part of my talk, I say my past, my present, and my future. And in there, I have a plan where I have my hand out, I'm pointing to my left for my past, pointing to the middle for my present, and pointing to my right for my future. And it very clearly shows and it brings to life what I'm talking about. It's it's like adding video to audio, um, that kind of thing. It's a, it's adding an extra visual layer to this. 
And so that's just something that's really valuable. And if you could plan out something beforehand, um, I kind of came up with that because I was giving my talk. And I was like, I need something concrete for this part because I don't really know what to do. And I can't just let my hands do whatever I want because I need something solid. And then so that's what I did. And it's very simple, right? I didn't do anything elaborate. It's just very simple and it, it's effective. It just, it just, it just gets it done. And so there's other parts where, you know, I'll have like left and right or right and wrong or death and life. And I'll use point to one side to convey one thing and then the other side to convey the other to bring, you know, a realism to this. And that's and that's just like my first rule as that you should not try to speak with your body language. You should not try to convey something or say something with it. I should simply add to what you're saying to bring a visual effect to what you're saying. I like to think of it as video on audio. So adding video to a podcast, let's say. Second rule is to stay in the middle ground. Now, this means, and this is and this is why this is a rule, okay? So when I first gave my talk, I was pretty much nailed behind the podium because I didn't know my talk very well. And so when I was first giving my talks, I would behind the podium and I was looking at my outline and I gave my talk. As I learned my outline more, as I learned my talk more, I was able to go out from behind the podium and maybe go in front of it and, and maybe not look at my outline at all eventually. And so where I was out in the open and I was fully exposed, you know, you could, and, and of course, I'm also kind of a short guy. So me, most podiums are too tall, like to where you can see like the top half of my chest and my head and that's it. So it's kind of also a necessity just for people to see me um, in order to, to stand in front of the podium. And it's also nice because I can use that as a little joke, as self-deprecating humor to um, get the audience to like me a little bit more. I can joke about being short and how I need to step in front of the podium. And there's a couple things that I that I have in case that the the, audio, the venue isn't set up exactly the way I like it. And, and just, that's a little tip, bonus tip for you um, in that is that have a joke ready for different situations that need to arise. It, it helps a lot. It can add a lot to your speech. So that was one end of the spectrum, staying behind the podium, you know, using some arm movements, but basically just staying behind the podium. The other side of that, the other extreme, is being out in front and having your arms wave all over the place and having just like walking and pacing and going all, just everything is going everywhere and you never stop moving. That's the other extreme. And so when I say walk in the middle of the road, literally walk that line in the middle. Don't just don't stray from that middle. Like that's the one point where I'm going to tell you don't be extreme. <laughs> well, one of the few places I'm going to tell you not to be extreme. And where, like, don't, just because you feel like you should move your arms more doesn't necessarily mean you should move your arms more. Um, the best way to look at that is to ask someone to watch your talk or just film yourself and look at it and say, wow, that was super distracting. Or maybe you liked it. And okay, try it out. Um, but so in general, here's some, here's some rules like within that, okay, um, is don't pace. This is a really big problem for me and something that I still have to just keep in the back of my mind because I'm very active. I have a lot of energy when I'm on stage and I want to get I want to portray that energy. I want to release that energy. And part of that is through, of course, my voice, but also through my actions. So I'm very active on stage. Um, and that's one thing I have to learn is I can't pace because that's something I just do naturally because I just have so much energy. And um 
And especially in the beginning, I was very nervous, so I'd pace. And so, you know, rule, you know, 2.1, if you want to call it that, um, don't pace. Um, the best rule of thumb, I actually, and it's so weird to me to be saying this, but I actually learned this in a speech class. One of the few things I actually learned in a speech class um, was a general rule of thumb for if you're just starting out speaking, if you really don't, if you're really having this a problem with this and you can't really find a good way to solve it, is move at every main point. So in your introduction, you're standing in a spot. When you go to your first main point, you move a couple steps. When you go to your second main point, you move a couple steps. Um, and so it's moving or maybe from one side of the stage to the other. I like to break the stage into three parts. So maybe if that works for you, great. You know, move at every main point. That keeps you centered. It keeps you locked down. But it also gives you movement because you don't want to just stay in one place the entire time. That's boring. Um, you don't want that. But the way I like to think of it is dividing the stage into thirds. You have your middle and you have your two sides. And what I'll do is when I'm at um, a pivotal point in my talk, when I'm at an emotional point, when I'm at something very important, I'll move. Because that for me, that is signifying importance. I'll move to one side of the stage and I'll look right into the eyes of the people on that side. And, and that's just for me, that's the way I convey importance. That's the way I remind myself to move. Um, and that's just, that's what just works for me. So if that helps you better, um, just kind of key in if you want to like mark different parts of your outline, or maybe you just want to remember that if you know your talk well enough, it's just move at important parts and move to either the other side or the middle. And um, that's just a great, great place as well. Um, along with those lines, I'm also going to say is that when looking at the audience, don't just look at the side that you're on. <laughs> you should look, you should, you should be not continuously scanning, but you should be gently looking around the audience, making eye contact with people. Make sure you don't forget about the people in the back, especially if it's a big audience. That's something I forget about all the time is the people in the back. <laughs> and it's just something that just, because the people in front, they're looking at you, can make eye, tongue, eye contact, and sometimes they'll be just forget, oh wait, there's people all the way back there, especially in very large crowds. Um, and so that's just, yeah, so that's a little point in that too, is that regardless of which side you're on, don't forget to look around everybody, just gently though. Just be very gentle with it. Also, I just wanna say this when it comes to middle of the road, is that, your arm movements should not be way too too big. Um, you should keep it pretty pretty confined. Like, don't be afraid to take up space, to use your arms, to maybe stretch out, to really signify something important. Um, and I think at one point, I forget in one of my talks that I give, I'll you know kind of hold out my hand and I'll look at like like as if I'm holding something about a decision to make. I'll like hold out my hand and I'll look and to signify what I'm talking about. I forget exactly where I do that in which talk, but it's something I just remember that I made a decision to do. So I would say this is, and this is maybe a, um, an amendment to the rule, <laughs> if you could say that, is that um, I would not take up too much space, you know, have too big, you know, stretching your arms out, making, you know, huge gestures, waving your arms around, but it is acceptable to have a controlled 
movement of maybe stretching your arms out, making big gestures. Just make sure it's controlled and it's purposeful and it's not too distracting. You don't want people to all of a sudden be like just staring at your arms and be too distracted by that and not be listening to what you're saying. That would be very, very bad. Also, just one final thing I'm going to put under this category, um, under this rule, is how you stand. Now, you should have your legs pretty well locked in. Do not sway. Do not hop from leg to leg. That is one of the most distracting and honestly nauseating things you can do. Like I, when I see speakers swaying, it makes me kind of seasick. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. And so this is also like, and, and I've had all of these problems. That's the reason I'm talking about this because I went through all of this. Sometimes is when I'm tired, when maybe I'm giving a talk that's maybe more informal, I'll still catch myself doing these things because I'm not paying much attention. So um, just be aware of these things. Be aware of your legs and your arms and what they're doing. Just basically a rule of thumb with your legs, just plant them. Have a strong stance and don't move them until it's time to walk to a different place of the stage. And um, just on that note, you might have a really small stage. Um, like my first talk, if you listen, I mean, I did a podcast a while ago describing my first talk. It was kind of a little story time thing. It was really fun. Let's talk about my first talk. And basically, I had a tiny stage packed with band equipment. I had no movement ability. I could not go anywhere. And so luckily, I, I mean, I didn't even know my speech that well at that time. So I had to stay behind the podium anyway. Um, but it, it was just, yeah, it was very packed. It was very uncomfortable. And so you might not have a lot of room to move. So at that point, either scout, you should always scout out this, the stage beforehand and kind of identify, okay, this is a place I can move to. This is a place I can move to. This is a place I can move to. And then stick to those three spots. Nobody else will notice. If you're going to the same spot, you can't, don't have the fear of like, oh, they're going to notice that I'm only sticking, I'm like going from this spot to this spot to this spot to this spot. Nobody's going to notice unless you make it obvious. Unless you like kind of like stop talking, you move to a certain spot, you look up, and then you start talking again. Unless, unless you do that, nobody's going to notice. And so it comes to the third rule. The third rule that can be broken, but I advise you not to when you're first beginning speaking or when you're first, if you have this problem, is your hands don't touch. Now, why do I say this? Because if you're like me, you get nervous when you go, when you speak. Most people do. That's not a sign of a bad speaker. It just means that you're excited to speak. That's not a bad thing. In fact, it, it's probably a good thing. At least in my case, I always believe that being nervous is a good thing. So, when I play, when I have my hands touched, they immediately my, I start playing with my fingers. I, and that is distracting. That's not good. If you wear a ring like I do, you start playing with the ring. And it just, it's just distracting. And so as a rule of thumb, your hands don't touch. Now, this is helped a lot by a handheld mic. Whenever I speak, I always request a handheld mic, preferably wireless, um, but sometimes the system just isn't there and I'll make do with a wired mic. But that is my standard um, request is I don't ask for much. I ask for a podium, I ask for a bottle of water, and I ask for a wireless handheld mic. Um, all three things are necessary for me to actually give my talk. The water is surprisingly necessary. I used to not ask for it, but now I make a case. Sometimes I even get two if I can, just because 
by the end of my talk, especially if we're going to do a Q&A, especially if I'm going to talk with people afterwards, my voice is gone. And when I'm talking to people afterwards, sometimes I'll talk for people hours, you know, answering questions, just doing one-on-one. And um, I usually will go through at least two water bottles during that time. Even right now, just recording this podcast, my voice is starting to get a little hoarse. Um, so, it's, you know, something I asked for. But um, as a, that's why I like handheld mics because it keeps one hand planted. The other hand can do what it wants. When I have a like, podium mic, which are awful, they're just awful. You can't, you're stuck. I, oh, I'll, I prefer my voice without a mic over a podium mic. Like that's how much I just hate podium mics. They're just station, you know, the stationary mics that just sit there that don't move. They're just, they're awful. Um, also I, I've never used the, I think I might've used like the ear mics that come down. They have a little wire that, and it comes down, um, to your mouth. I don't like those either. I like having something I can hold. I like having something cause otherwise my hands are just out there. And, and it's, and for me, I just don't like that. I don't like having both of my hands just free and out there like that. I like having one hand stationary and I like having the other hand free and I'll switch hands. Um, you need to be very careful because if you wear jewelry, then it can bump up against the mic. But in most cases, you'll be fine. You just need to be careful and you just need to gently switch the mic from one hand to the other. Um, after a while, you'll get good at it. You can do it pretty fast. So for example, like going back to um, one thing that I talked about, I was saying that I'll, you know, use one hand to signify something and then the other hand to signify the other thing. And I have to, if I'm going to stretch out my hands and actually make that wide distinction to show the parallels of what I'm talking about. And I'll, I'll have to hold the mic that's say in my right hand, hold out my left hand, then switch immediately while I'm talking and then hold out my right hand and hold the mic with my left hand. I've learned to do that without making much noise. Sometimes I still just, you know, my ring or something will bump up against the mic. And oh, well, there's a little bit of a bump. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> like what are you, what are you going to do? So um, that's my advice uh, for what to do with your hands. This also kind of went into some mic holding and there's different things. I also, I had a podcast. I think I did, right? I, I had a podcast about what to do with the mic. I think that was way back in the beginning. I'm looking back. I think that was back in like June or something. Oh, by the way, PowerPoint episode <laughs> number 36. <laughs> that was, yeah. So I talked about how to hold the mic somewhere back in the 20s of the early days of my podcast. Way, way back. Okay. So it was way back there. Um, I can't find the exact episode number. But if you just go to loopdmaxwell.com slash podcast, you can scroll through and you can find it very, very easily. Um, and so, yeah, so that's where I'm going to leave you today. Um, I thank you. Let's see. Let's find Coda Dollars on Reddit for asking this question to the public speaking subreddit. Um, I highly recommend if you use Reddit or you're anywhere familiar with Reddit. It's awesome. You can follow all these different communities around uh, public speaking, confidence building, business, all this fun stuff. Um, I really like the public speaking. And then there's also a good Toastmasters subreddit as well. I'm not in Toastmasters. I've never been to an actual Toastmasters and I still join and I still participate. <laughs> so um, just because you're not in Toastmasters doesn't mean that you can't participate. This has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. As I said before, you can find show notes and more at lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast. Also, 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 my brand new speaking course is out and live. 
Um, I have, it's, it's been such, such a journey getting this thing off the ground, but it is finally here. I am so happy to have it here. Um, you can find that at um, lukedmaxwell.com slash course. Uh, you'll just see, I mean, you'll see it on there if you go to my website. Um, I highly recommend you. At least I have some free offers for you. Um, so at least, you know, just look around, see if it'll be valuable to you. Um, if you are looking to get paid to speak, you are who I created it for. Um, someone who's just beginning public speaking and doesn't really know a whole lot um, or maybe knows nothing and you want to get into it, you want that freedom of being a public speaker, of getting paid to share your passion, to literally just talk about what you love. If you want that freedom, I highly recommend that you check out my course. I spent a lot of time making sure that it is as valuable as possible. I've even added things post. I've added several, I think like four different lessons just because I realized there was a gap, there was something missing, and I wanted to add something to it. So I'll leave you with that. I am looking forward. Check back Saturday for an exclusive first-time interview with a good friend of mine. I'm happy to say that I'm the only person I've ever interviewed her. She is uh, an amazing example of confidence through a lot of different hardships. So check back for my interview with Clara um, on Saturday, this Saturday, and I will see you later. And don't forget to stay on the positive side of things. 